if they ask me, I could write a book about the way you walk, whisper and look. Well, Megan Zinn, uh, our writer's block segment. We. It's the day after the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. In a couple of days, it's Valentine's yes. Day. Yes. So How are we guest. ever going to find somebody who's How timely <laughs> enough to and connect who, those two things? Who can connect those two things? Well, fortunately, we have Susan Elizabeth Phillips here to do this. Welcome, Susan. Hi, happy to be here. Welcome. Um, so Susan um, is um, is the author of, by my count, 25 novels, most of them romantic comedies. Uh, and she's credited with inventing the sports romance novel. And her latest, Simply the Best, comes out tomorrow. And it is the number 10 in the Chicago Stars series. So it is a romance novel about football, about football players and a sports agent. So it is the perfect thing to discuss right between the Super Bowl and Valentine's Day. And also, Susan um, had a really fantastic write-up um, yesterday in the Wall Street Journal on, on that very topic. Um, welcome, Susan. Um, I am delighted to talk to you all this morning. My voice might be a little croaky, but I'm ready to well, go. That's good. After yelling at the screen for the Super Bowl yesterday. Ah, who were who you rooting for? <laughs> Will you tell us? You know, I, I'm sorry. I know it sounds trite, but I just fell in love with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. And I'm actually a Chicago person. The Bears, as usual, had a terrible season. So um, I needed another team and to cheer for, and, and, and it ended up being the Chiefs. And then here I am promoting this book, and the whole Taylor Travis yeah. thing yeah. Which fell I think you wrote. in my lap. I'm pretty sure you wrote right that storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but except you got to realize they are copying me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's not the other way around. Absolutely. So tell us, um, uh, Susan Elizabeth Phillips, um, give us a little short snapshot description of Simply the Best, your latest book. In Simply the Best, the hero is a uh, shark of a super successful sports agent. Winner takes all, failure is not an option. The heroine is a failed chocolatier who also happens to have been growing up in the shadow of her very famous younger brother, who is also the hero's most important client. So it's a love story. It's a romance, but it's also a story about success and failure and what it takes to be simply the best. Excellent. Um, can you read us a little bit um, from the book? Have you, have you got something prepared? I can. <clears throat> so the very beginning of the book, Rory, that's our heroine. Rory was drunk, and she'd earned the right to be drunk, and anybody who wanted to judge her for it could go to you nowhere. Not that anyone at this party should be judging. Juliet, she said, extending her hand to the man who'd made his way out onto the hotel balcony to her side. As in Capulet. Darth, he replied, as in Vader. His voice was deliciously husky, his smile silky, and she was surprised to hear herself laugh. Uh, Tell me, Mr. Vader, are you really evil? His mouth ticked up at the corner, a mouth with thin, finely carved lips. Well... It depends on who you ask. I'm asking you. The three fruity, high-octane cocktails she'd already gulped down 
in an attempt to erase her resentment over having to attend a party where she didn't fit in, made it easy to be flirtatious with this arrogant, cocksure, very sexy jock who had football money written all over him, from his slicked back hair to his athletic body to his luxury watch. I bend the rules here and there, he said. He touched the red velvet flower in her hair with the tip of his finger. Tell me you aren't really 13, Miss Capulet. His finger moved to her cheek. She let it rest there for a moment before she took a long sip of her fourth cocktail. What do you think? I think you left 13 behind a while ago. She'd left 13 behind a good 21 years ago, so how could she take offense? She tossed her dishwater blonde curls like a pro at this hyper-masculine hunk of man. Correct. And what do you do for a living, Mr. Vader, when you aren't destroying Jedis, that is? I make money. Really? His gaze was brash and dangerous, exactly what she needed right now, and the alcohol numbing her brain made caressing the front of his dress shirt seem perfectly appropriate. Any tips on how I could do that? He gave her a cocky, bell, bone-melting grin. I have a few ideas. Excellent. Let me tell you, this turns into such a disaster. Mm -hmm. I, I actually... I'm still uh, dealing with a little trauma for, from what happens <laughs> afterward to the two of them. <laughs> it's traumatic. It's funny, too. Um, and it's uh, eventually very sweet. Um, so this is number 10 in the Chicago Stars series, which is a fictional football team. Um, what made you... Fictional? Wait. Oh, 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 no, oh, oh. Hold right there. Mm -hmm. Not fictional. Chicago Stars are based in western in the western mm -hmm. suburbs of chicago they are crosstown rivals of the chicago bears and we do not like to think of them as fictitious they are very real to me uh, yes. and to my readers both in the u.s and in europe believe it or well, not that's fantastic that's so, fantastic yeah i just had to go on the record with that i love that um and so what, what made you want to start writing about football and the people around it I didn't necessarily want to start writing about football, but um, in 19, let me think, 83, I had um, this idea about, wouldn't it be hysterical if a woman who knew nothing about sports inherited an NFL team? And it just made me laugh, which is the way I usually start with any idea for a book. And so I wrote a book called It Had to Be You and created this, this fictional team, although I didn't it wasn't supposed to be a series, but this wide receiver named Bob Tom Denton out of Tellerosa, Texas, walked into that book. This guy was so arrogant and just absolutely, I thought he was hysterical. I had to know his story, so I went on and wrote the second book. And that's kind of how this series has developed. I write other books that aren't Chicago Stars right. books. Um, but whenever I get an idea that seems like, well, here's a good example. Um, I was thinking about this woman who was born a genius. She's one of these people, th these women who uh, graduated from high school when she was 12 years old, and by the time she's 18, she has a PhD or something. I don't remember the exact, but anyway, growing up so brilliant made her an outcast, and she had a miserable childhood because of it. So she's 30 years old. She um, really wants a child. But she wants to make sure her child 
does not inherit her genius, right? So she needs somebody really stupid to be the father of her child. And that took me right back to the Chicago stars. Right. So this is how the, this series has developed. It hasn't been a um, carefully outlined plan. But it, and that's the first book I read, Nobody's Baby But Mine. Um, Nobody's Baby right. But Mine, yeah. And of course, the football player turns out to be very bright. Um, oh, <laughs> spoiler she alert. Is so, <laughs> She's so she, mad. When she figures out this guy is bright, she's already pregnant, and she is furious. I mean, she has had it. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, Cecil Elizabeth Phillips, um, what, may, what was the spark for this book, this story? Um, what, what kind of sparked the um, idea for, for Rory and uh, Brett in, um, for Simply the Best, your new book? Well, uh, Clint Garrett, who is the younger brother, the quarterback of the Chicago Stars, makes his first appearance in my previous mm -hmm. book, When Stars Collide. And there we've got a quarterback and an opera singer. And let me tell you, that was a fun bit yeah. of research for some, someone who knows nothing about opera. So Clint appears in that book. And I knew readers were going to want his story, but he was mm -hmm. too young. Mm -hmm. And that made me think about, you know, what would it be like to grow up in the shadow of a younger brother who is just good at everything while well, you're not good at it? And that led me to simply the best Love that. My favorite thing about Clint is his hail to the victor's doorbell because I am a Michigan graduate. <laughs> um, and so that cracked me up every time. Um, and eventually it drives one of the characters crazy because it keeps ringing and they keep playing the Michigan it fight song. It keeps ringing, yeah. The Michigan uh, fight song. Fantastic. Um, this book, um, uh, Simply the Best, is a murder mystery within a romance novel, which is not common for your books. What made you want to go with a murder mystery? I don't know. It just <laughs> happened. I'm, you know, they're in the house and there's this dead body. I, um, I'm not a writer who works from an outline. Mm -hmm. I sort of start writing and see what happens. And it is, let me tell you, a messy, inefficient way to write. It's one of the reasons it takes me two years to write a book. But it seems to be the only way I could do it. And I really did enjoy creating that murder mystery plot. I think I did a pretty darn good job, yeah. too, I'm just going to say. Yeah. Uh, for somebody who that is not my, my gift. Um, and so uh, it's, it's nice to have that because that does give a spine to a book mm -hmm. as you're writing. It yeah. gives you some kind of a structure. So that was kind of fun to do. Wonderful. Um, and I'm talking with Susan Elizabeth Phillips. Her new novel, Simply the Best, comes out tomorrow. Can I, may I just ask, this is sure. a buzz, Susan. So what is romance? Why are you so attracted you know, to romance novels? That is a really good question. I distinguish romances and love stories. In a love story, the hero or the heroine is going to die by the end. <laughs> You're Anna Karenina. Um, Romeo and Juliet, a lot of Nicholas Sparks books. In a romance, you're going to have a happily ever after. It's just like in a murder mystery, the murder's going to be solved. Uh, in a thriller, the serial killer's going to be caught. So you, that's a given. Uh, but what the journey is, is what makes it a romance. My books actually straddle the line between romance and women's mm -hmm. fiction. Because I like telling the bigger story yeah. of friendships and community and all that. But yeah, thanks for asking that question. It's really a great, great question. Love well, my that. next question was going to be, what should I get my wife for Valentine's Day? But I'll hold off oh, yeah. on that one. <laughs> oh, you know what? You get her a copy of Simply the Best. I'm there just telling go. you, there you go. win with that one. There you you walked right into that. I just did. walked and right I, in. And I deserve that answer. We're going to be right back <laughs> right after this.
Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisen. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. And we are back. This is our weekly writer's block segment with Megan Zinn and her very special guest, Susan Elizabeth Phillips, who wrote Simply the Best. Wonderful. And that's another one. Your books often start out with uh, are, are titles from songs, and I always end up with that song stuck in my head when I'm <laughs> listening to them. Um, so, so, Susan Elizabeth Phillips, you've been writing since the 80s, and most of your books are from the mid-90s and laters, later. Um, and your, your newest books always feel fresh to me. Um, how do you keep it up to date? How do you um, um, make your books feel um, very new and very fresh? You know, it's interesting because... Uh, you don't want to include references that are too that, that are going to fade. Yeah. So you always have to make a decision about that. And boy, do I not always do it right. In it had to be you. So get guess this. Get this. So it had to be you was written. Uh, it came out in um, uh, 1994, and the heroine is uh, the. I have a locker room interview in there. And guess who is doing the locker room interview? <gasps> O.J. Simpson. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. You think you can't yeah. predict. So you can make a lot of missteps with that. Um, but I, I try to hit the hit that sweet spot between not picking up things that are too much of a fad, mm -hmm. but I don't always get it right. Um, in my la in two books ago, the, the, uh, the little girl at the end is talking about being so embarrassed, and the last line is something about, you know, I've never been so embarrassed. And I really debated... On using cringy, and I thought, is cringy going to last? Yeah. Is cringy not going to last? Blah blah. I better use embarrassed. And you know, cringy's last. I, I, I wish I had done that. So you have to make these judgments all the way through. Yeah, that's very hard. Writing is hard. <laughs> Writing a book is hard. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> um, and um, and how do you keep it fresh? And sort of, you know, you've you've written a lot of books. How do you? Um, not write the same story over and over again. You know, you're, the characters feel very different. The stories feel different enough. Um, is that something you have to work hard at or comes naturally? You know, there is a natural story I'm going to tell. I'm going to always have a real conflict with the hero and heroine. Mm -hmm. They're going to, they're going to, my heroes are not going to be these really sweet guys who are basically, um, basically women in men's bodies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, that I'm going to always have, but the characters, even though they're going to make bad decisions, are going to have good hearts. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always going to be writing that kind of a story. Um, I'm not interested in writing different kinds of stories. I'm not, even my villains, it's very hard for me sometimes not to uh, reform my villains at the that, end. Yes. I have to really work at that. <laughs> and you do that a lot. Um, and also, your, your core story, if, if, if we can call it that, um, often seems to be about fame. Your, most of your books have at least one character grappling with fame, either an athlete, sometimes yeah. movie stars, etc. What, what fascinates you about fame? And it's often um, a famous person and a not famous person, and sort of finding a, a relationship in the middle of that. What fascinates you about fame and these kinds of relationships? It really, and you know, I've, I've sort of done that unconsciously, hmm. but the idea of living in the public eye, you know, I wrote a book called First Lady. This was not a Chicago Stars book where um, the First Lady of the United States goes on the run. Yeah. And it does strike me, the idea of living in a fishbowl. Uh, what's so great about being a fairly well-known writer is, unless I'm in a writing group or with readers, 
people don't recognize me. I mean, I can live my life, but imagine being Taylor or Travis yeah. or having this huge fame. You have to live a completely different life. And I like, it's just interesting to me imagining what that's like, what the challenges are. Um, and so I do like playing with that, but sometimes it's, I'm not really playing with it. It's just, if I'm going to write an NFL player, yeah, well, then it, it's built in. Right, yeah. right. Uh, I'm, I'm talking to Susan Elizabeth Phillips, um, and her new novel, Simply the Best, comes out tomorrow. Um, how do you feel um, that your writing has evolved over the course of 25 books? And, and do, do you? How do you feel like that process has evolved for you? Um, it's more a mental journey because it's very difficult uh, being such a slow writer when all your friends write, write so quickly. Um, and I have to remind myself that I can pull it together sooner or later, no matter what I'm doing in that scene that is not working, I just have to say, okay, Susan, you've done it before, you can pull it together. So that's one of the things that's become easier over the years, but I'm no faster than I was. Mm -hmm. It's still a really laborious process. I like to crawl inside the characters mm -hmm. and see how they're going to behave, not push the plot on top of them, yeah, but let the plot grow from the characters, and yeah. that can be tough sometimes. Right, right, and that makes sense if you if you want to write that way. That an outline doesn't doesn't work for that. Um, and again, I'm speaking with Susan Elizabeth Phillips. Her new novel, Simply the Best, comes out tomorrow. And in the last minute, we have um, what are you currently writing? Are you writing a new book? Are you currently writing? I'm writing another Chicago Stars ah, book right now, which will actually be Clint Garrett's story. Clint's story. And uh, this is it. I'm done with Chicago Stars. <laughs> I have said before this time, I mean it. I am done with Chicago Stars. We'll see. Unless, unless <laughs> they demand another book. Can you tell us anything in the last little bit about Clint's story? Uh, no, not at all. My lips are sealed. <laughs> okay. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. All right. So Susan Elizabeth's new novel, Simply the Best, the 10th in the Chicago Stars series, comes out tomorrow. Um, and um, it's a pleasure having you here. Um, and um, we're going to um, I mean, just have one more second. Tell me, what are you currently reading? Uh, what am I reading right now? Oh, Jennifer Cruzy, an old-time romance writer's mm -hmm. new book. I'm enjoying that. Oh, I just finished, um, oh gosh, I've got three books on my book stand right now. Uh -huh. Jennifer Cruzy, I know a lot of people are excited about that book. Wonderful. Thank you, yeah. Susan Lillard yeah. Phillips. Thank you so much. Thanks Susan for Lillard. having me. Fun talking. You too. All right, really was fun. Thank you, Megan Zinn and uh, everybody else. Uh, well... We're past the Super Bowl and we're careening towards Valentine's yes. Day. I gotta go shopping. <laughs> you can read me anything. The book of love.